I know for a lot of us, most of our concentration over the last few months have been on the NFL and here locally on the Chicago Bears. I could speak for the guys here at the Sports Cubicle here on WCPT 820 AM. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver, Devin Single, Paul Shavari, and myself, Mike Mercado. We hope you all are having a wonderful Super Wild Card weekend. But there it is. Like, we've been paying attention to how Justin Fields has developed, where the draft status is going to be for the Bears, ending up with the number one pick after all. Who are they going to pick? Will they move down? More than likely move down. And all that encompasses that, right? It was all about the development of the team in the lakefront. And while all that was going on, there was one team in this city that just had people scratching their heads. And of course, it wouldn't be Chicago sports if that wasn't the case every season, no matter what the season and time of the year it is. But in this case, it's the Chicago Bulls. I mean, I have an interesting article I saw here over at The Athletic. They were first talking about, has Billy Donovan hit his ceiling as a coach, not only with the Bulls, but in the NBA? That's something we might tackle after the All-Star break, depending on everything goes down. But we also saw this video of Lonzo Ball starting to play basketball, right? Running a little bit, dunking, kind of doing stationary moves. And that in itself is a good sign. But you talk about one of the most inconsistent, frustrating teams, not only in the city, but in the sport. And because of everything that's happened with the emergence of Justin Fields and the the mistakes and criticism that we've been doing and putting on Justin as we are just also invested in that, we have not really paid attention to the new max contract man in Zach Levine. DeMar DeRozan, who hasn't played, didn't play against OKC. You could see another season on those legs, whether he's going to stay here or not. What's going to happen with Vucevic's contract and the way this team has been rostered? And obviously, Lonzo Ball has been the the spotlight of that. So I was looking at the Athletic, and they already have their midseason grades. I mean, believe it or not, it's crazy. We're already in 2023. We're in mid-January, about to hit MLK Day. So we're right there. And this is what they give the Chicago Bulls. This is a C, and this comes from Darnell Mayberry. Make sure you guys check out this article. And, of course, he wrote the one about Billy Donovan hitting his ceiling. Check it out over at The Athletic. They do amazing work over there. This is on the Chicago Bulls being graded as a C in their mid-season grades over at The Athletic. There might be no better team at being average than the Bulls. Their mediocrity has been accompanied by unpredictability. Listen to this, guys. The Bulls are 8-3 and three against Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia, Miami, and Brooklyn. While sporting a 0-4 record against the Magic Thunder Spurs and Rockets. And this is a team that just lost to the Spur, uh, to the, the Thunder on Friday and probably going to lose as you're listening to this to Golden State on Sunday. They are 11-9 in home contests, so they're pretty okay at the United Center. But 4-9 in games decided by 5 points or fewer and 1-4 in overtime. Chicago ranks 16th. With 112.8 offensive rating and 20th with 103.5 defensive rating. Only the Pacers, Heat, Timberwolves, and Thunder own a flatter point differential than the Bulls minus 0.6. Injuries have contributed to Chicago's inconsistency. We mentioned and, and Darnell mentions here. Lonzo Ball has hasn't played all season while recovering from knee discomfort following surgery. And Zach Levine didn't begin to look like himself until December. Others have bounced in and out of the lineup. And again, that's from Darnell Martinberry and uh, Darnell Mayberry and one of the best in the business. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about his article on Billy Donovan in one of these next few episodes here on the sports cubicle. But that's and, and why I was so fascinated by this is the Bulls are in another in another way, in another generation, a new era back in basketball hell. 
which is just right in the middle. You are no step closer to winning NBA Finals than you were eight years ago when you were trying to figure out everything post Derrick Rose, first knee injury. And when you look at the, the landscape of the NBA, it's all about whether you're already built for a title run or you're in a position to grab a big-name player, put your team in a spot where then you could be in a trajectory to be in an NBA Finals, be an NBA Finals contender at the very least. That's not what this Bulls team is. I do not care about how well they played against Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, Miami, and Brooklyn. That's great. That's fun. That makes for entertainment television here in Chicago. But that isn't what's actually happening on that court, behind the scenes, all the turmoil. There's times where Zach Levine is being reported. Zach Levine is having beef with DeMar and the rest of the team. This is not a good situation. I don't think it's dysfunctional. I don't think these guys hate each other. I don't think it's it's anything nefarious. I just think this team has hit its ceiling. Do I think they're bad enough to end up with a 14% chance to end up with Embanyaba? I don't know. I don't think so. There are way worse teams than the Bulls. And they do have too many players, too many professional players to allow that to happen. But if we come around February or after uh, in a few weeks when Zach's deal is be- is able, eligible to be moved, yeah, depending on where you're at, depending on how the next streak goes on, depending on how many games you're behind, not only in the division, in the conference, but of actually making a actually being able to make a legitimate case that you'll make a run. Yeah, I could see them. I could see them maybe making a move. Now, what value do you get from these guys? What kind of what kind of package can you get for a Demar or a Zach from one of these contenders? What are they willing to give up? And again, it's no guarantee now that even if you end up with the worst record, you're going to end up with the number one pick. You know, it's the lottery and, and there's a higher percentage between the four teams, I believe. But this is this is where they're they're looking at. They're going to be playing Golden State as if you're listening to this. They would have played Golden State Sunday afternoon while you were watching NFL football. But it, you have that game in Chicago. Then they're in Paris to play the Pistons. You have the Hawks, the Pacers, the Hornets, the Magic, the Clippers, And to start off February, the Hornets, the Blazers, and the Spurs. Those are winnable games. But if this team, let's say, only wins two of them, goes two and eight, yeah, you might be in in a position where this team is legitimately going to blow it up. And it also sort of makes sense when you have Billy Donovan get this new deal. That means the front office trusts him. And the one thing Billy Donovan does well is build a team, build a culture, develop. We were seeing him doing OKC. I think that might be a real direction. Whether or not you end up with the number one pick, that's its own story. But you have to figure out what you're going to do with Kobe White, what you're going to do with Patrick Williams, what you're going to do during this trade deadline with Alex Caruso, with Dragic, with Drummond, with Levine, and with the DeMar. And with the expiring contract of Nikola Vucevic, you could just see everything lining itself up for the Bulls to blow this thing up. But the frustrating part is, did they cost themselves a legitimate shot at getting a franchise-changing player? Or what a lot of people believe is a franchise-changing player in this NBA draft. We saw how the Bears played it. Did it to perfection. The art of tanking should be written by Ryan Poles at Matt Eberflus to get the number one pick this past season and still keep your fan base engaged and enthused with the quarterback and where this team might be going with its future in, in front of them. Looking so bright, even though nothing's been proven. Can the Bulls do that? Will they steer the ship right, end up in as a top 10 team, and get bounced in the first round or the play-in? 
All these options are out there. But the fact that it has gone under the radar and now that we're going to have three months of, yeah, talking about the NFL draft, but they're going to be the spotlight. It's a little while away before we see teams report in, fe- in February to, to spring training. So the microscope is going to be under Mark, Mark Eversley, Arturis Karnaschovas, and Billy Donovan on what happens with this Bulls team and this roster and how this roster responds to all this. But we want to know your thoughts on this NBA season and more importantly, how you've enjoyed or how frustrated you have been watching these Chicago Bulls. Do you think? They'd make an overhaul and trade a bunch of players, or do you think they steer the ship correctly? Well, I know your thoughts. We're on Twitter at SportsCubicleTV, on YouTube, youtube.com slash Mercado Airwaves Network. Check out the SoundCloud on WCPT820. That's SoundCloud.com slash WCPT820. And any, for any one of our interviews or anything you miss, check us out on all the other podcasts at Mercado Airwaves Network. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver, Devin Single, Paul Shavari. I'm Mike Mercado. <laughs>